0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 106, and uh, the subject matter is going to be about uh, being truly holy Catholics so that we can have a healthy America. And so let's start with a prayer first, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, you instructed the hearts of thy faithful by the light of thy Holy Spirit. Grant us by the same Holy Spirit to have right judgment in all things, and ever rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 23. And uh, I'll read, it's a long one, but I'll read whatever I can uh, to, I think it's the right time to stop. So let's begin. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then Jesus said to the crowd and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do, for they preach but do not practice. They bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by men, for they make their uh, polyacteries broad and their fringes long, and they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and salutations in the marketplace and being called rabbi by men. But you are not to be called rabbis, for you have one teacher, and you are all brethren. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called masters, for you have one master, the Christ. He who is greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted but woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites because you shut the kingdom of heaven against men for you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you traverse you travel sea and land to make a single convert and when he becomes a convert you make him twice as much a, a child of hell as yourselves woe to you blind guides who say if anyone swears by the temple it is nothing but if anyone swears by the gold of the temple he is bound by his oath you blind fools which is greater the gold or the temple that has made the gold sacred And you say, if anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by by his oath. You blind men, for which is greater the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So he who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and, and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you t- for tithe and mint and dill and common, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and of the plate, but inside they are full of extortion and rapacity. You blind Pharisees, first cleanse the inside of the cup and of the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, For you build the tomb of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we have lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers, you serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you going to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes and some of whom you will kill and crucify and some you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from town to town that upon you you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth from the blood of innocent Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Barakiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly I say to you, all this will come upon this generation. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, I read that because of everything that's been going on. Um, I'm really upset about Bishop Robert Barron. I'm upset with some of the bishops who have uh, bend the knee to black lives matter. I'm upset with the fact that a lot of the bishops, some bishops have been silent, although uh, there are bishops and priests who have been speaking up, but the established one, the establishment one of the uh, Vatican II Novus Ordo Church has been very upsetting. Uh, you know about the episode I told you about about the uh, which I wish I managed to say, but the one about the uh, the priest who called the the the, pol- the police over on his on the parishioner with the little boy because he wasn't wearing a mask was very upsetting to me. Now, I think uh, it's true. Um, I don't know. I wish I had the quote from which Pope said it. That the problems and ills of the world is because of bad Catholics, and I think it was Saint Bernadette who said that what really frightens her is the be, uh, the behavior of bad Catholics. Bad Catholics frighten her because of their, you know, the fact that they were baptized, you know, the fact that they were confirmed, and then the fact that they are uh, throwing away their salvation. You know, it, it makes sense because if we are called to be the light of the world as Christians, and what I mean by Catholics, I mean all Christians because all Christians should be Catholic. You know, we are Protestants and Orthodox Christians. We all should be Catholic. And the fact that we make excuses about certain things, um, a, such as divorce. In some churches, they still accept divorce. And in other churches, they are, they actually they make a big thing about abortion, but then they don't make a big thing about contraception. And the fact that we don't realize that we're all called to be holy— we are all called to be holy. We make exceptions about certain things and think that, well, God gave us the gift of science and gave us the gift of reasoning. So obviously we're we're meant to practice this. No. We are meant to be holy. And we are meant through our holiness, through the through living the sacramental life, we heal the world. Christ, the Christ, the Trinity. The Holy Spirit, through us, we will make the world a better place. We, God himself, by making us an instrument, not us by our own will and by our own uh, justice. No. Imagine if every Catholic in the world practiced the faith, truly practiced the faith. Imagine what the world would be like. Imagine if we practiced the precepts and the faith and followed the gospel straight through. Imagine every priest and every bishop actually being holy and acting like shepherds. What do you think the world will be like? The world will be a heaven on earth. But God is not going to force us to do this. Rather, He's going to show us what could be done and what should have been done. And the sad problem is there are people who fight the will of God. A politician, a Catholic politician who holds on to unholy things such as homosexuality, abortion, contraception, and other policies that cause great ill and great evil in the world is a blemish on the body of Christ. Is a blemish on the body of Christ. We ourselves are not guilty for this individual's actions, but we are guilty when we're complacent and we vote for someone like that. On judgment day, this will be held against us. Because this person didn't get there on their own. We all participated to bring that person to that position. Donating money. um, Supporting their campaign. And that is a sin. That is a sin. Yeah, so... By participating in this, by taking part in this, you know by helping these people be where they are, Nancy Pelosi didn't get there on her own uh Andrew Cuomo didn't get there on his own. Joe Biden did not get there on his own. All right, any of these politicians who are baptized Catholics who found themselves where they are, who are where they are is because of the actions of bad Catholics. And that is a fact because when you support their campaign, when you vote for them, when you campaign for them, we are complicit. And therefore everything else we believe in starts falling apart and we become a stumbling block on others. When you're a teacher in school teaching kids bad history or bad um, ideas and thinking, feeding it into their minds, when you um, in, in colleges and universities... Thinking that you are actually enlightening the minds, Nancy Pelosi herself went to a, a private school run by nuns, very liberal nuns. She didn't learn. She didn't become this way on her own. This happened because of bad Catholics, bad nuns, who fed her all this rebellion. You know, she the, the, there were a lot of nuns and priests throughout the sixties and seventies who thought the church was behind the times and this, you know, they decided that maybe the church needs a little boost. So all this revolutionary behavior created people like her helped her, you know, and help people like her rise up to become where she is. You know, I mean, it's, it's obvious. Look at James Martin. You think he got, you know, you think he just sprouted, woke up one morning and decided this is the kind of person he wants to be. This is the kind of thinking he wants. No, someone helped him the same way someone helped Theodore McCarrick, the former Cardinal. Someone helped this man rise up to power the way he is. Cardinal Bernardine and others helped men like Theodore McCarrick rise up to the position of power. Someone helped Cardinal Donald World, Someone helped Blaise Supich, Someone helped uh, Walton Gregory, Archbishop Walton Gregory with where he is. These people didn't get there on their own. People with power and influence Help them rise up to where they were, and then they had to gather other people like themselves of like mind who think the way they do to the position of power, and then look for other people like themselves. And then what happens? Then you start looking for people within outside of your circle, politicians. To be, you know, to, 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 to help and you create a network. What happened was good Catholics, good Protestant Christians, and even I would say Orthodox, we fell asleep on the wheel. We let them, we let the fox in the hen house. All right. By bringing the fox within the hen house, we neglected the culture. The culture is the education system. The education system was very important and we dropped the ball. Along the way, we ignored the education system. The education system was like the nursery. This is what Dr. Taylor Marshall was saying in his book, uh, Infiltration. Infiltration happened long before in the 1960s. There was a movement long before this, probably even way back. If, if the apparitions of the Blessed Mother in La Salette and of uh, Lady Good Success and other places when it was warning us that this was happening, then it had to happen centuries before. And the, the, the occultists, the the Freemasons, these secular humanists were planning this far into centuries. And I would say maybe Taylor Marshall will disagree with me, but I think the reformation was part of that. was part of that to break the church up before that they left the church. When they saw that didn't work, another revolution had to happen. Of course, you know, I mean, the second revolution was the French Revolution that happened not long, right, after just a few centuries or so after the the Protestant Revolt, which was called the Reformation, falsely. It happened. The French Revolution, again, was another attack, attack of taking society, not from a religious perspective, but from a secular humanist perspective, which was created by the Enlightenment. Of course that didn't work so another revolution happened one was to break man's belief in the holy which was through science Uh, the revolution of Darwinism the revolution of Marxism it had to become sophisticated it had to become cultural so that's what they started to do and this also happened through the arts the avant-garde movement of the arts, uh, we saw this started to happen um, with the, I would say, the Impressionist movement. Um, the soul, It was an early form of hippie movement. And of course, then it, to break up the arts even more, you had also all the other movements in the arts, which led to the abstract, the cube, uh, Cubism movement. And later on, it led to, you know, to distort reality was to to help to distort the way people think. And that was part of it. It just kept on growing more and more. And that's what happened. And eventually Marxism became a very hip thing. I mean, look at it this way. How can we have a great repulsive attitude, if you notice, about the Nazis, Nazism, and everything including white supremacy it's very clear but here's the thing nazism killed millions and millions of people under adolf hitler but notice how marxism socialism communism was it's much it's at least tolerated tolerated and not looked on in the same repulsive attitude as the nazis Marxism, socialism, communism killed millions of people. Millions of people were killed in China. Millions of people were killed in the Soviet Union under Lenin and Stalin and others. And and, and also in Mao, in, in you know, and other in Vietnam, Cambodia, all those places, they were all murdered. And for some reason, including in South America. The revolutions in South America, Argentina, but for some reason, we tolerate it. And this is, this, this is part of the great deception. Young kids are walking around with socialist symbols, symbols on their t-shirt. Chavez on their t-shirt. Why? Why? And that's the question. Look at the deception. Somehow Marxism gets a pass, socialism gets a pass, and they're somehow, they're made to think that a better humanity, a better utopia is coming. This equality thing that all people are equal, that there'll be happiness, that nobody will have any, there won't be any greed. There won't be any selfishness. Nobody will have any want is an absolute, complete lie. It, you know, and for some reason they continue to believe this. And the reason why is, is because Catholics, Protestants, and Orthodox Christians. I reason why I put all of us together is because we don't deny the Trinity. We, we agree on the Trinity. We agree on the incarnation. We may disagree on some levels on the Virgin Mary, especially Protestants. But the fact is, she's still the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can agree on that. And we pray for the Holy Spirit to get rid of the disagreements between us, open up, enlighten us. I know a lot of Protestants can understand this. They they will understand this because i think they're starting to change and understand things better i think they're starting to see that there's more to the gospel there's more to our lady to the blessed virgin mary and i think they know that we they need her in you know, order to have a better home a better family because she she prays for your family she brings the prayer of your family to the throne to our lord she makes your prayers and your needs accessible through the holy spirit all you have to do is keep reading the passages where she is most you know in action the the uh, annunciation the visitation the nativity the finding in the temple her appear, you know her actions at the wedding at cana And then her place where she finally had to surrender him at the foot of the cross. And then her place in the book of Revelation, where she appears, where the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant disappears, and she's there. She's there. She's accessible for for everybody. She's there to help all Christians, all of us. And she's help and she'll help us have a holy family. And she brings our prayers to her son. This new movement that we see around us. uh, Now with this, um, the black lives uh, matter movement. uh, A lot of these um, white. Yes. I'm going to point out white. uh, Kids. Holding signs, white people bending the knee, uh, white people confessing their guilt to their white privilege um, the uh, there was a, mo- a scene in the park where they were holding their hands up and they were confessing their guilt, that they are part of the white the the systematic racism it's a It's a non-theistic religion. It's finally happening. Um, this conversion thing basically is happening in the, in the universities. Uh, they figured out a way because they, and they know human beings by nature, if you look at the catechism of the Catholic church, human beings by nature are a religious, religious beings, they need to believe in something. This is part of nature. This is part of the nature of the human person. We need to worship and we need to believe in something. Um, It could be God. It could be a pagan idol. It could be money. It could be politics. Uh, Science. Uh, Celebrityism. You know. You know. Anything. That in a sense gives meaning and purpose to the human person, uh, imperfect as it is, makes it, becomes a religion. Um, pornography. If you notice the obsession that, uh, the addiction that people develop drugs, alcohol, and I'll admit it. I'll even say it myself. Um, Obsession with fantasy characters, such as comics, comic books, can become like a religion. People go to Comic-Con, they dress up in their characters, Um, they take part in something. If it's not comic books, then it's going to be something like a Harry Potter thing. Maybe even, yeah, I'll even say it like the Lord of the Rings. People go to a convention or something, they go there. Uh, Even, let's say, to uh, historical reenactments. uh, an obsessive thing about historical reenactments. They go to a civil war reenactments thing. It's all kinds of stuff. Even going through uh, political conventions, um, you know, ridiculously obsessive with certain um, political ideas, you know, fanatically, fanatically, I might say. That is a religious movement. So now what we're seeing in this, this whole idea, the original sin now is white guilt, white privilege. Now this is not to just to destroy white people. No, it's actually to weaponize them, to make them into a weapon, to be used part of a political ideological system. All right. They know this for a fact they know this they're making now this political movement into a religion all right forcing your child there's images on the internet where a child is holding a sign admitting her white privilege confessing her white privilege now why why do they why would they do this they're admitting because they have that as a white person they're born with a certain access of power and money. And that is the whole point. They need, they, they finally, because these people, these are the ones that grew up as the nons, even though there's actually quite a few of them who are of different ages. This is the generation that grew up with no religion at all of any kind and does not have any familiarity with Christianity or any Judeo-Christian values or beliefs Someone pointed out that throughout all this vandalism, even churches have been attacked. I believe, I'm not too sure how many synagogues, but mosques have not been attacked. Because this whole thing, one, they have to get rid of Christianity. Sean King who is a Black Lives Matter, who also happens to be a minister, a Christian minister, he runs a church somewhere in Atlanta called Courageous uh, Church, I believe that's what it's called, said on Twitter, and Twitter allowed him to keep that post up, that all images of white Jesus, of European Jesus, and his European white mother, and his European friends, referring to the saints, Statues, murals, stained glass windows, crucifixes, anything have to come down because they represent white supremacy. This is what he posted. And then not too long after, statues of uh, Uniro Sara, two of his statues came tumbling down, being pulled down by these people. And they're talking about attacking certain parishes. This is what happened. Some guy somewhere in some state went into a restaurant. And as usual, this is a some weird idea, I think, that comes from Afrocentric uh, thinking. What they're taught, who knows, that Jesus is not really... A Messiah, Jesus is not really, he's a, he is a representation of some Egyptian God. This is, this is what they, this is what they're doing. Now, they're pulling down statues of Abraham Lincoln, uh, a statue that was called the Emancipation, which was paid for by former slaves and set up. Now, people may disagree in the depiction, the art, the representation of it, but I think they're being unfair. They have to understand the time and the politics at the uh, at the time. All right, this is was important. Abraham Lincoln to many many African African Americans who were former slaves was important to them. And this is something that they don't teach in schools anymore. They don't they don't teach how important he was to them. He was a stepping stone to A better, a better future. They knew they would never see it in their lifetime. But he, Abraham Lincoln, was a devout Christian man. Every morning he got up, he read his Bible. He was very deep. I, I truly believe, my own personal view, he had a very deep, deep relationship with with our Lord. You know, I think to the point that it was almost, it was mystical. Because he had appar- he had dreams, apparitions about his death. And he knew that, and, and think about it, he died on Good Friday. He was assassinated on Good Friday. I can't say how many uh, men were given that honor that would, they would be taken from this world on Good Friday. Abraham Lincoln was one of those men. And I, I know this is my opinion. I'm not saying it's gospel. I'm not saying it's doctrinal. But I have always had a great deep respect for, for Abraham Lincoln. Something about him was different than any other president. Now, there are stories about George Washington. I know that he was not completely a Freemason, but he left it. And some say that he might have converted to Catholicism. There's not enough evidence and proof about that. But Abraham Lincoln, for some reason, just never disappears to me. He always something about him. And, and, and I think, you know, we'll learn more about him in the future. You know, when scholars find more things about him, but they don't care about, about Abraham Lincoln. They don't care about this. This shows that it's not. There was also in Wisconsin a statue of an abolitionist, a a Union soldier, a white man, uh, who, uh, who was a devout Christian. He died, I think, at the age of 33, 34. And this is crazy. They were pulling down the statue, and this politician, who happened to be a Democrat, I don't know the exact full story. Some say he was supporting it. Others say he was trying to stop them. I'm not exactly too sure, but they attacked him. These white kids wearing masks part of Antifa jumped him beat him up severely. He um, went several blocks. I think he collapsed. And I don't know, I I heard that people just were filming him. There's a lot of uh, inaccuracies in the report, but this, but he was, we know this for a fact, he was attacked. We know about the statue. We know, we know about the money to pull it down and that we know enough about, but they attacked a democratic politician. The Democrats have been very silent on these rioting and destruction of statues sadly a lot of republicans a lot of republicans have been sad i mean quiet sadly quiet about this why because that's the problem with american politics as a game it's a stupid game of you know who can survive this to the next election instead of these men and women truly behaving and acting like the leaders that they're supposed to behave. All right. It's true. Trump has his faults, but at least he's speaking up against the pulling down of monuments. It's a very active Brooklyn morning. <laughs> Sorry, there's noise in the background. It's ridiculous. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schum, bend the knee. They're wearing African scarves with a bunch of them. She bends the knee wearing her high heels. She couldn't get back up. Ridiculous, ridiculous. To some they're wearing a scarf that they don't know what it means, what it stands for. And they get criticized. That shows you it's always about the next election. I hate to say it, but some of these Catholic politicians they don't realize that they have made a pagan idol of politics. For someone like Nancy Pelosi, her political career is is important to her. She loves the God of politics, but the God of politics does not love her. It's scary. It's truly scary how these people think. She constantly waves and moves from one minute to the next. Now they wanted to make the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. into the 51st state so they can have two democratic seats added, which to me shows a desperation on their part because why now? Why on this final hour? Why didn't they do it all those years when Barack Obama was president? Why didn't they do it all those years when Bill Clinton was president? Why now in this final hour? Because they're scared. They're scared. The, the constant reports say that Trump's numbers are down. Well, they said the same thing back in 2016. Admittedly, yes, we shouldn't be sloppy. He can possibly lose. He could lose this. It could. Ha- anything's possible. But do you really, really want a man like Joe Biden, who they're hiding in the basement? A man who did support racism, a man who supported segregated schools, a man who pushed for a law that got signed by Bill Clinton that put more African-American men men in prison, more Africans in prison, African-American in prison than any other. A man himself who has been an absolute racist, legally out in the open and nobody said anything because he was on their team. A man who has caused hundreds of millions of jobs, factories to be closed, supported a deal that has benefited China and other countries and has cost American, uh, American workers, blue-collar workers, their jobs, unemployment. A man who's unapologetic about it. Do you really want to support someone like that? you got to look at the actions of people. Why do they constantly keep working against their own citizens? And why do we keep voting for people like this? People keep thinking about, well, the Republicans are racists. The Republicans keep, no, the Republicans are not racist. The Republicans, the problem with the Republicans is that they're businessmen and sometimes they're the same coin on the same side, two sides of the same coin. One is Democrat and one is Republican. And the problem was, is that many, uh, many Christians have naively supported these people simply because the fact of what party they belong to. It's like being in a club. It's like being in a little league. You constantly supported the wrong person, but you didn't look at the substance of the person. All right, you didn't bother to look at the report card of the person. Yes, Republicans should have been held on better, better uh, account. So does Democrats. All right, I work at an institution. My, uh, my department belongs to a union. All right, because simply it's a union job. Naturally, the union support the Democrats. By default, all unions support Democrat. Okay, it doesn't matter. Now, here's the problem. The Democrats claim they represent the unions. Therefore, the unions will also support policies that the Democrat politicians support, which goes against my conscience as a a Catholic, sadly. And that's the problem there. So, therefore, by default, sadly, even though I, I made my voice heard to my union president that I don't believe in supporting something like this, sadly, this is as long as I'm working there, I have to be part of this union. And therefore, my money, my union dues go to these things that go against my, my conscience as a Catholic. So they're violating my own religious beliefs. They're violating my choice and my conscience. So you see, this is how they do it. And because we let them do it, we let them with this, this has, this has been going on long before I got there. Long before I got there, but many union members. Are more conservative about certain beliefs. The union itself is not conservative, but the union members, some of them could be practicing Christians, practicing Catholics, uh, what I mean practicing Protestants. Catholics and Protestants are both Christian, and some people could be also practicing Jews. And there are certain beliefs that they don't want to support. Some of them, of course, do it without much of an argument. They just Shrug their shoulders. What else can they do? In many ways, what else can they do? Right? You got to so have a job. You got You need job protection. You need also medical coverage. You need to also support your family. Right? We all need to do that. And sadly enough, we become complacent. This is how they do it. And the problem is we have to take back the culture. We have to do it. By changing the political arena. And I think the best way, the, un- the only way the unions are going to change, if the Republicans change their attitude about unions. That's important. Take a good example of the teachers' union, the most powerful of all unions in almost every city, organized throughout all the United States. They have access to democratic politicians who also, many of these union teachers happen to have strong Marxist approach. How do you think these kids grew up to be Marxists? How do you think they got to be the way they are? They didn't just drink the Kool-Aid. They didn't drink the, the, the milk carton. No, they got trained this way by these teachers who happened to be in the teachers' union, who happened to hold to strong Marxist ideology. This is how they got control of the culture. And then these kids go off to these city colleges, city universities, some maybe with better grades. They'll go out to places like Yale and they go other, to, to other places where they'll have access to such things. And they are trained to think this way. They meet other kids who are trained this way, some even more radical than themselves. And this is how it happens. So it also, a lot of the union members happen to be Catholic, happen to be, you know, people who have uh, long before every Catholic was a union, was a Democrat because they belonged to a union. In a Ford ca- factory or somewhere in Pennsylvania and somewhere where they, you know, they produced uh, a lot of products such as maybe washing machines, refrigerators, and they all to happened to belong to a union. And all of them, most of them happened to be Roman Catholic. This is, this is how it happened. This is why many Catholics always voted Democrat. Because to have these jobs, you got to be part of a union. To be part of a union means you have job protection, and to be a union member, you got to be a Democrat. Okay, always Democrat. They always did. They did this, and they they managed to do it, and that's how they managed to change the culture. So, the best thing I can honestly say is, when you go to vote, vote Republican. Vote Republican. So that one day soon, those union members, those union leaders will have no choice, but change party loyalty. Okay. It happened. The unions did choose Trump because remember a lot of these jobs, the Democrats also, also betrayed. A lot of these union, their 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 affiliates, their uh, constituents, they betrayed them. A lot of those, a lot of those jobs went overseas; they went to China. And less union members. I don't know why they did it. I don't know. I don't understand why the Democrats would go against their own people. You would think they want to. They want to protect these jobs. Protecting these jobs means protecting future Democratic votes. I guess maybe it's like uh, a wild animal, that a wolf that gets his paw caught in a, in a trap and the only way they can get it free is by chewing it off. That's the only way I can think describe it. I don't know why, but this is what happened. So we have to change the culture. One day, every single one of us is going to stand before the throne and be judged. Every single one of life's choices and all our actions are going to be brought in front of us. Often Billy Graham would say it's like a tape recorder or like a, a video. And you're going to see that why you're, you're responsible for these actions. Why, why your actions held, you know, held great responsibility because the choices we made affected lives we support abortion the unions the unions probably did most likely gave money all right your donation your union dues everything affected someone's life out there an aborted baby you know some destruction a family was destroyed it hurts somebody every single time we take we 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 take participate in these political uh deals, we affect somebody's life. People would say you affected it in a positive way. no, no, not necessarily. There are some pot there are some goods, you know maybe putting shelter a roof over their over their head, but not necessarily always a good thing because down the road, there are other parts of this political monstrosity that affect and destroy people's lives, and we have to remember this. Anyway, just think carefully, think carefully about this, realize our actions are important to us. It affects our salvation. It affects our fellow man. It affects everything. So I'm going to end it here with a quick prayer. All right. In the name of the father, son, and Holy spirit. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. All right, folks, um, just remember to share the podcast with friends and subscribe. Also, check out the YouTube channel with the same name. All right. God bless.